Well, Mimi, it's been such a long time since I've given you an errata, and I feel pretty terrible about that. But it is not because I haven't been thinking about you. Simply too busy to listen to fun stuff. Well, today I listened to something very fun, and it is about chickens. I wonder what percentage of the stories that I send you are about chickens. Anyway, uh, it's I, I I'll just play it. I'll play it and then and then tell you one more interesting thing after you have heard it. So uh, this is uh, this is from This American Life, and it's by an author named Wayne Curtis. I was researching tornadoes, leafing through 19th century newspaper accounts of the havoc they caused, and I found it was hard not to notice the sheer amount of poultry involved. It's mostly chickens, sometimes turkeys, rarely geese. The birds typically show up about two-thirds of the way into an article, after the description of entire barns being hoovered up into the sky, or bits of straw piercing a fence post. Sometimes, whole flocks are ingested by the twister and scattered lifelessly across the landscape like large snowflakes but more often it's just a few birds. And these often attract the attention of newspapers for one reason. They're live and clucking, but plucked clean as butterballs. When I came upon the first reference to a tornado-plucked chicken, I jotted it down as a freak occurrence. But then I came across another, and another. It turns out newspapers are filled with dozens, if not hundreds, of similar reports of naked poultry. A few examples. Rhode Island, 1838. Chickens, quote, were seen walking about in all their naked simplicity after the spout had passed on. Missouri, 1877, quote, feathers were blown from chickens. Iowa, 1893, quote, chickens were found alive and completely stripped of their feathers. And the year 1878 was a notably harsh one for poultry. In North Carolina, nearly 1,200 chickens were sucked into the sky and, quote, left free of feathers and ready for the stew pot. If you were living in the 19th century and you wondered what a vengeful god looked like, a tornado would have been a pretty good representation. It had that whole finger of death thing going on, descending from the sky and randomly smiting and destroying. But this was a god given to occasional whimsy. A tornado would take a house and reduce it to splinters, but deposit a woman still in a bathtub atop a tree. Or it would take a chicken, strip it of its feathers, and set it free. In 1842... A pioneering meteorologist in Ohio named Elias Loomis decided that naked chickens were not just a curiosity, but a key that would unlock the secrets of tornadoes. At the time, virtually nothing was known about tornadoes. What caused them, how fast their winds could go, what was going on inside of them. Loomis figured that if he could calculate the speed at which wind blew off a chicken's feathers, he would have the first scientific estimate of the wind speed inside a tornado. So he loaded a freshly killed chicken into a six-pound cannon, pointed the gun skyward, lit the fuse, and stood back. The cannon roared. The feathers soared to a height of 20 or 30 feet at a velocity Loomis estimated to be 341 miles per hour. He carefully examined the evidence and found the feathers had indeed been plucked clean. The only problem was with the chicken. It had been blown into small fragments, quote, only a part of which could be found, Loomis wrote. And so, no scientific conclusions could be drawn. 
Loomis didn't give up on chickens. He still believed they held some of the secrets to tornadoes. Another theory floating around was that the funnel of a tornado contained a pocket of astonishingly low barometric pressure. Maybe, Loomis thought, when a chicken was sucked into a tornado, the air in its hollow quills expanded so rapidly that the feathers basically exploded out of the chicken's skin. To test this, Loomis put dead chickens in vacuum jars, then sucked out the air. The experiment was no more conclusive than the cannon. The feathers remained unmoved, still attached to limp chickens. What Loomis did next was excellent news for the chickens of Ohio. He abandoned the study of tornadoes and went on to explore theories of the aurora borealis. After that, weather researchers pretty much ignored poultry for more than a century. Then, in the 1970s, there was a minor eruption of renewed interest in tornado-plucked chickens. In part, we can thank the Atomic Energy Commission for this. They wanted to make sure that nuclear reactors were being designed to withstand the worst possible tornado. To do this, they assembled a team of civil engineers and meteorologists from Texas Tech to figure out what exactly that maximum possible tornado might be. The team decided that it would be prudent to chase down stray tornado myths, no matter how bizarre, to ensure that nothing inexplicable would slip by. Where did the chickens fit in? One of the myths they set out to disprove was that tornadoes could produce bizarrely high wind speeds, as much as 800 miles per hour, and that it was these high wind speeds that removed feathers from chickens. But the team quickly discarded this idea when they learned that chickens could start to lose their feathers in winds as little as 30 miles per hour. Then, in 1975, an atmospheric scientist named Bernard Vonnegut, the brother of writer Kurt Vonnegut, introduced a new theory about why chickens lose their feathers during tornadoes. Fear. In other words, when chickens got scared, their feathers loosened. In a paper he published entitled Chicken Plucking as a Measure of Tornado Wind Speed, he said, quote, Possibly this may be a mechanism for survival, leaving a predator with only a mouthful of feathers and permitting the bird to escape. It was an elegant theory, and it became a widely accepted answer to the historic question about defeathered chickens. As a theory, it has just one downside. There doesn't seem to be a single person in the business of studying poultry who finds it even vaguely plausible. Or I couldn't find them anyway. Wayne Kenzel is with the Center of Excellence for Poultry Science at the University of Arkansas, and he told me that the chicken industry has spent huge sums trying to figure out how to pluck chickens quickly and efficiently. If all it took was a good fright, poultry processing plants would be filled with animatronic coyotes. Plus, he pointed out, from the perspective of evolution, it doesn't make much sense for a chicken to lose its flight feathers when trying to escape predators. So, basically, we're back to where we were about 1840. We still don't know why some chickens ended up running around without their feathers after tornadoes. The naked chickens have had their encounter with science, and the naked chickens have pretty much won. So, Memes, that author Wayne Curtis also wrote this book about rum that I like a lot called Around the World in 80 Cocktails, something like that. Anyway, um, it was a fun treat to so enjoy that story not knowing who the author was and then uh, discover that I already did know and like the author. So that is all memes. I hope you enjoyed that story. And I can't wait for you to be in Los Angeles so I can finally feed you some of my eggs again. By memes. <laughs>